The levels. Funny, really. First-timers invariably expected some appropriately ominous entrance. Through the jaws of a dragon's skull, perhaps, between the fangs of a giant cobra's head, or beneath the spikes of a portcullis rumbled open in belches of sparks and flame. But there was none of that. No Rodan's gates of hell, no Dantean inscription warning, Abandon all hope, ye who enter here. The reality was that the entrance to the levels was just a hole in a wall. It lay south of the lockers, a hundred-odd yards away, amongst a stretch of stonework overgrown with strange lichen and violently colored fungi, day-glow orange, green, and red. There were sections of buttress, coping stones, slabs like the first moves in a game of dominoes making up a partial floor. A torch sconce, long extinguished, was affixed crookedly to half a pillar whose other half was a dimension away. It looked like the exterior of some ancient ruin unearthed from the Chinese desert with archaeological care. But ancient ruins didn't come skewed at forty-five degrees, nor fizz and flicker with faint blue light like faulty neon. Most especially, they did not open at their midpoint onto a medieval-looking corridor, stretching not only into the distance, but into another world. A rupture of dimensional membranes, the boffins called it, a hernia in the guts of realities. Everything here was interior, not exterior, stonework, a cross-section of an unimaginably larger structure, and what awaited along that corridor was born not of the past, but of the present, of another plane. Trix led her party of six boffins towards the anomaly, she in combat gear, they in hazmat suits with portable laboratories strapped to their backs, making them look like astronauts. They turned to glance warily up at the boom guns as they passed under them into their kill zone. Dome's countermeasures, its first line of defense, ticked softly, tracking them as they moved. But they would fire only on anything that, without prior notification, came out of the rift, not anything going in. The Boffins had nothing to worry about. Neither, Trix reflected, had she. The party she'd pulled for today's gig was made up of botanists from a trio of universities who together had stumped up the expedition fees, and their interest lay in medicinal plant samples from levels two and three. They were going on an herb hunt. In other words, and though they'd be down for four days, the most dangerous thing they were likely to come across was an infectious spore or two. It was drudge work, but Trix didn't mind that, because for every twenty-four hours she spent nursemating such parties, she earned twenty-four hours of free exploration for herself. Lately she'd been saving them and now had eight days which she planned to cash in soon. She was eager to take another look at that octopus idol down on five. They arrived at the section of wall that opened into the corridor, making way for a party on its way out. Not civilians, these, but a master team, one of Dragon Corp's dedicated search squads, with an open remit and unlimited access. Four of their number carried between them an ornate wood and brass treasure chest, and struggled under its weight. The fact they'd hauled it home meant they had been unable to open it on sight, and that, in turn, meant it was very likely trapped. Trapped chests meant better artifacts. Trix's interest was piqued, as well as her usual annoyance that it was they, not she, who found the chest. She'd tried for promotion to Master Team herself, but, for reasons best known to Dungeon Master Garrison, had never been successful, 
despite her evaluations more than qualifying her for the job. Maybe it was because she just wasn't enough of an arsehole, like Don Combo was, who was passing her now. The black-fatigued leader of the team wasn't helping at all with the burden of the chest, but was carrying the still-dripping, decapitated head of a gorgon, which he held up to applause from spectators gathered on the Grimrock balcony. Trix knew full well the gorgon had been dead for more than a year, and even then not by Combo's hand. He kept the thing in an icebox just through the other side of the rift, and it was essentially currency for free drinks later.